this week's parsha, we're in the midst of Kedoshim, and we know what the most, maybe extreme cube of the mitzvah of Kedoshim. It says in the Torah, "Nikdashli b'sirch b'nei Yisrael," that a person should make a kiddush Hashem in a way that he gives up his life for kiddush Hashem, in a way that he's prepared. So rather die than do something which will cause the Chil Hashem, whether it's being, doing an Avera in front of 10 people, whether it's a Vedazara, that's all included in the midst of Vinikdash. And of course, it's a tremendous Targa, not just for a person who finds himself suddenly thrust into such a situation, suddenly confronted with such a tremendous Nisayan. But we all know the famous story of Rabbi Akiva, who was Zaycha to give up his life on Kedesh Hashem. But his dying words were, Koyomai Hayisi Mitzvah, Masai Yavoi Miyodi, Akaymen. It wasn't a decision on the spur of the moment, but rather my entire life I was waiting for this opportunity. When would I have the opportunity? to give up my life for Kedosh Hashem. And we look up to such a level, obviously, admiration that somebody could live their life on the level of Kedosh Hashem. That they were waiting for the opportunity to present itself, that they would be able to, so to speak, to the ultimate sacrifice. They give up their lives on Kedosh Hashem. And if that's the case, with that background, so then we're amazed by a story in the Gemara in Yom and The context for the story is the mitzvah in the first parish of the Zika Chremos, which explains the way that the Koyen Gadol would come into the Kodesh HaKadosh. Once the Yom Kippur, and it says that the way the Koyen Gadol would come into the Kodesh HaKadosh was only with the Kateris. And that Chazal learned that the Kohen Gadol would come into the Kodesh HaKadoshim holding the burning coals in a pan in his one hand, the clay with the Keturus in his other hand, and when he was in front of the Aaron HaKodesh, he would lower the coals to the floor and burn the Keturus on them. That was the way that the Mitzvah was meant to be done. Let's take him. Those people who thought they knew better than the Chachamim and interpreted the Torah as they saw fit, misinterpreted the Torah as they saw fit, they understood that the Pasuk meant that the Kohen Godel should first put the Keturus onto the coal, and only afterwards he should come into the Chodesh with the Keturus already burning. Now we know that the Kodesh HaKadoshim wasn't something to play around with. We know that any mistake made in the Kodesh HaKadoshim would cost the Kohen Gadol his life. There was a capital punishment for, so to speak, not doing the Avodah correctly in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. In that background, the Gemara in Yom and tells the story of a certain Kohen Gadol who was a Tzotoki. And he performed the Avodah in Yom Kippur and he was proud to tell his father afterwards that he had done the avoid the way that Sokim did. 
and he had formed, poured the the terrorists onto the coals before he went into the Kodesh HaKadosh. And his father told him, you should know, even though we'd strike him, that's what we think it means, but we misyari from the pushing. We are aware that the Chachamim don't explain it like that. And you have to take their opinion into consideration. At the end of the day, we're talking about the Kodesh HaKadosh. And the mistake in the Kodesh HaKadosh is going to carry a death sentence. So don't be so quick to disobey what was considered the right way to do that when you're talking about the Gatarist and the Kodesh HaKadosh. And what does his son, this arrogant coin God, will answer? He says, Call Yomai Hoyisi Mitztayim. It's not just a decision I made on the spot. My entire life I've been waiting for the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah the way that Stoke wanted to do it. It's going to cost you your life. I'm willing to die. I was zeichet to do the terrorist, so to speak, the way that Stokin wanted it. And that's what happened. The Gemara says it wasn't for a long time until he was dead. But we see a tremendous thing. It disturbs one. The same words Rabbi Akiva used. When I would have an opportunity to give my life to Kiddush Hashem, and you can have a different individual who would say, my entire life I was mitzvahed when I have the opportunity to do something wrong and sacrifice my life and think about it a second, that means he knew it was wrong who's killing him for going to Kodesh HaKadoshim the wrong way? Hashem so Hashem is punished for doing something wrong, not for doing something right and nevertheless this coin girl says, I want to die I want Hashem to kill me for doing the Gatoris wrong, just as important enough for me to have done the Gatoris wrong. And we left amazed. We understand the Maida and Yoyna of a person who is willing to die on Kiddush Hashem. But where does this Koyach come from? That a person is willing to die to do something wrong. And the answer is, there's a, such a middle in a person. One of the negative middles a person can have is a middle what you call actionus. An action is somebody who's stubborn. He's going to get his way. He's not going to relent. And the middle of actionus is such that a person can know I'm going to lose out from it. I'm going to suffer for this. And the person is going to think, so I'll suffer. I'm prepared to suffer, I'm going to get my way. I'm prepared to lose that, I'm going to get what I want. Three months back I heard from my father an amazing story. I mentioned it before, but it still catches my mind. The story about the Chafetz Chaim. That in a town he was in, there was a machlokas between two families in the town. And as is the nature of Machlaikas, people took sides and it spread from being just a localized argument between these two families into a rift which divided the town. And the Chofetz Chaim looked on and saw what was happening, he didn't have a way to stop it. Each side was convinced they were right, each side was unwilling to budge at all. 
to the other one's position. And then what happened was, one of these families suffered a tragedy and one of the children was nifted. And the Chofetz Chaim goes to the father during the Shiva. And he thinks maybe this is an opportunity to try and end this Mechlekes. So he tells the father, the Gemara says that for other Mechlekes, the person's children die when they're young. Maybe this was a similar Shemayim. Maybe it's a message that we should overlook the Mechlekes. Find a way to make peace. And this man reportedly replied to the Prophet Chaim. And he said to him, Rabbi, I'm prepared for all my children to die. But there's no way I'm going to make this. It's serious nefesh for a Mahalikas. Where does such a thing come from? And the answer is, that's the middle of Akshanas. The middle of Akshanas is such that a person is unwilling to change, unwilling to move. It's going to cost them. They're going to suffer for it, and they'll do it anyway. A Kohen Gadol can know he's going to die for doing something wrong in the Kohen Shachadoshim, but it's worth it just to do something wrong. Maybe you could even step, step more than that. Maybe there's a certain element of Zel Omar Zel Sashem that accounts for that same ability that a person has to sacrifice themselves with Kedosh Hashem. There's as strong a negative force in a person that is willing to sacrifice in order to do the wrong thing, in order to get what he wants. But as a Baal Musa, this makes us think. How does one know if what they're doing is Kiddush Hashem or if what they're doing is Akshanas? Stubborn. Maybe they're stubborn for something good. He wrote the story before of Rabbi Akiva. Maybe his unwillingness to change and do what the Romans wanted was coming from a sense of a bad means of Akshonus. How does one know when something is being done in the Shem Shemai and it's a tremendous maila of being a Shem Hashem or when something is being done as a sign of Akshonus? In which case it's not a good maila. So let's look at three of the most famous stories of Jewish martyrdom. Of people who are most nefesh on Kiddush Hashem. And in each story, let's look for the factor which shows us that this was a true act of Shem Shemayim, of Kiddush Hashem, another act of Akshamas. The first story is a story we've mentioned already of Rabbi Akib. Rabbi Akiva who taught Torah Barabim to defy the Roman decree. Rabbi Akiva who said that it's better that the fish are in the water even if their nets cast in the water and they come to dry land. And therefore it's better that clients shall learn Torah even if there's Roman agents who are out to catch them rather than they give up the Torah. Maybe it was, where do we see this was the Shem Shemai? It wasn't Takshavis. So let's look at the end of the story. The day that Rabbi Akiva was taken out to be killed. 
And the students watch in amazement how in that circumstance they can still say Shema. And they say to him, Rabbeinu Adkan. And his answer to them was, Kol Yomai like we mentioned before. My entire life I was feeling the loss of having been able to become this Pasuk. Which Pasuk did Rabbi Akiva quote? Did he quote the Pasuk that V'nikdashti B'Saych B'nai Yisrael? No. He quoted a different Pasuk. V'ahavtas Hashem Elechecho V'chol Levovcho V'chol Nafshecho We know V'chol Nafshecho means I feel a noitel as Nafshecho With your whole nefesh, even if he's going to take your nefesh. On that, Rabbi Akiva says, my entire life I was waiting for the opportunity to show Hashem that I love Him to such an extent that I'm willing to give up my life for Him. That's where you see it wasn't Takshonis. The middle of an action is for what I want, for my way, for what I want to do. To give up one's life out of love for someone else. As an expression of what a person is willing to give to Hashem is never actions. The nature of an action is to get my way, not to give to someone else. And therefore, every giver can say, this is an opportunity to show Hashem how much I want to give Him. How much I'm willing to give up for Him. How much I love Him. It's a sign that this was the Shema. It was the Shem Shema. That's the first example. Second example is also a famous story. The story of Hanani bin Trajan. Hanani bin Trajan was also gathering people to teach Torah Barabbi. And his colleague Rabbi Yossi bin Kismu calls him in and says to him, Don't you know that there's a Roman said that Lotus? And Hanani bin Trajan says, the Yesmin Kisma says to him, You're doing something to risk your life. What's going to happen is in the end you're going to get caught and you're going to get burnt together with the Sefer Which means he didn't feel that Rakhalayim and Tradin was doing the right thing. Rakhalayim and Tradin asks him, and he says, well, Will I get Ayla Mapa? So the Yesmin Kisma says to him, Tell me, have you ever done a mitzvah? And Rabbi Yassi bin Rechani bin Trajan says, yes, I have. One time, I had money in my pocket, which was my personal money, and I had money, which was money to give out on Purim for Anim. And the two got mixed up. So I decided to give it all to the Anim. And Rabbi Yassi bin Kismu says, if that's the case, then, you'll get Adam Abba. It's a story which is well known, but the question on the story cries out, it's well known too. And that is, let's assume that Rabbi Yosef bin Kismu felt that Rechani bin Trajan was doing the wrong thing by teaching Tarabarabi. Let's even assume he felt that because it was the wrong thing, Rechani bin Trajan didn't deserve to be rewarded for that. It could be. But he's still a Tana. He spent a lifetime of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And if you would ask, am I going to the Olam Haba? Do you have any suffix about that? You have to ask him, which mitzvahs have you done? The fact that he's been keeping mitzvahs, he's been learning Torah his whole life isn't enough. 
Why would there even be a question? Well, what might it have you done? You're talking to a Tana. And more than that, if Rechonad even tried to give an example of mitzvahs that he's done, the only thing you can think of is the time where he was a Sophic. Maybe this is stock money, maybe it's not. And I gave it to the Anim. What about all the mysterious nefesh to the Even before he taught it to Rabbi. What about all the times he dabbled with Kabbalah? What about all the other mitzvahs that he did? What was the question? What was the answer? And the answer is, the Yisod we said before, Rabbi Yosef and Kisma held it wasn't the right thing to do. To teach Torah by Rabbim and risk one's life when the Romans had outlawed it. Of course, he didn't mean to give up the Torah. But hide in the attic somewhere and learn. Learn in the case where no one's going to catch you. Why openly flaunt the decree in a way where it's for sure you're going to get caught? And he tried to tell this to Rechonim and tried to listen to him. And therefore, Yosef and Kisma of the Suffolk is what you're doing with Shem Shemayim. You really have the right intention in teaching Torah Barabim and risking your life. Maybe it's coming from a bad matter. Maybe it's coming from Akshanis. A certain stubbornness. I'm not prepared to budge. I'll risk my life. I don't care. And that's what he asked of you. He said, if we have to judge your motivation, will you get out of my book? If you get killed, or kill Hashem. Is the motivation pure or impure? Tell me other maxim that you've done. And Rechonim Shurim tells him about the time that he had a suffix. If the money that he had in his pocket was his private money, it was meant for him. And he gave it to him. And why was that maxim indicative? And the answer is because that's the proof he wasn't in action. An action is somebody who's willing to go to the end, last nth degree. Because He's convinced 100% that he's right. There's no other possibility. In the case where he has a suffix, he's not sure what he has to do. So he doesn't have that middle which is going to push him to do something. And therefore, Khalil bin Trajan says, you see that even when I had a suffix, what the right thing to do was, I went beyond and even beyond the call of duty. If not because I'm in action, but because I hear Shemai. And I didn't want to touch money which potentially wasn't mine. And Rabbi Yasi Bekisma said, if I see you have such a level of Yerushimai, then I understand what you're doing now is also coming from a place of Yerushimai, and not from a place of Akshanus. So that's the second example. Was being most nervous a sign of Akshanus? If it's being done as a sign of Ava. As if coming from a feeling of how much I can give, then it's not Akshanus. If it's coming from a person that we see has zero Shemai, that, that they're careful not to do anything which might be even slightly wrong, then it's not Akshanus. And our third story, the most famous of all, is the story of the Akedah. Yes, because the Baruch challenges of Ramavino 
to do what's probably the most difficult thing in the world for him. To sacrifice Yitzchak. And Abraham's willing to do it. And for three days, he wanders the desert with Yitzchak, looking for the place where he's going to Shechtan. And eventually they find Haramuri. And they laboriously drag the wood and everything they need for the Mizbeach up the mountain. They build the Mizbeach. And Yitzchak's already been placed in the Mizbeach. And Avram draws back his hands with a knife to Shech Yitzchak. And then there's a comment of Shemayim. Avram, stop! Don't do anything to him. Avram lowers his hand and doesn't Shech Yitzchak. And Hashem says to the Apostle later, to Pesukim later, I tell you, Dan, to Kirele Kirmata. Now I know you're really, you're really looking. What did he see now? Abraham was willing to go to the, to the limits. He was willing to shake the Israel. What more do you want from him? What now did you see? And the answer is, this was the sign. What Abraham did was completely the Shem Shemayim. It didn't come from Akshonis. And the proof was, that even though he had sacked himself up to Sheikh Yitzchok and he was prepared to do it and he was expecting to do it and he was in the middle of the act he had put back, he had pulled up the knife already and at that critical juncture Hashem says stop and he stops but it's not Akshonis and this wasn't doing what I want to do this was doing what I saw Hashem wanted me to do and if Hashem says don't do then I won't it wasn't my agenda. It wasn't what I wanted. It was completely to listen to what Hashem wanted. I tell you that. You've now proven that the mysterious nefesh was also Yerayelokim. The mysterious nefesh was also an expression of Yerayelokim. Hashem. An expression of what Hashem wanted to do. And not an action. For the person who stopped to that level. So you can tell them, stop! And they're going to carry on. An example we gave before, the Chofetz Chaim told them, and stop, you can see what's going to happen to you. No, I'm not going to stop. That's the difference. Being able to be most nefesh, the man Hashem is a tremendous mile. Gemara says there's a special level of Ganadin reserved for people who wouldn't be most nefesh Hashem Shemayim. But on the other hand, it has to be the Shem Shemaim. It has to be the Shem Shemaim, and not that a person's in action. That a person's stubborn to the level that he's willing to suffer for his stubbornness. He's unable to budge. And how can we see if something is a really Shem Shemaim? Or rather, a person's taken a certain position, they can't move from it. And the Rambam writes this. The Rambam writes, that in circumstances where the Torah says that there's a mitzvah of an ikdashli v'seich b'nei Yisrael, in circumstances where the Torah says there's a mitzvah to give up one's life, a person's is to give up his life. And he's he, he, he to that tremendous level of being among those who sacrifice their lives the same Shem Shemayim. But in circumstances where the Torah says not to give up one's life, and a person gives up his life, he's responsible for killing himself. So let's give an example. 
One of the examples that the Lacha gives is brought in the Rambam, the Sadi Yatera, in the fifth parak, of when a person will have to give up his life, is when he's told to do an Avera in front of ten other Jews. Imagine the circumstance. A non-Jew whips out a coat, and he tells the Jew, this coat has shatness. Put it on, I'm going to shoot you. The Jew looks around him. Sees the uncle watching out the window. He sees Chaim and Shmuel across the street. That's three. He sees somebody else on the other side. That's four. He looks around. He gets to ten people who watch him what he's doing. It's a case of Barabim. It's Mechuv to say, shoot me, I'm not going to wear the coat. If you look around and you only be able to count nine people, then he's Mechuv to wear the coat and not give up his life. When the parameters of halacha are so exacting, the person who's willing to be most nefesh isn't coming from an akshanis, a stubbornness. I'm refusing to obey you under any circumstances. No. Does the halacha warrant that? Check and see. That's the sign of Yerusha Mayim. That it's only when I'm meant to do it, then giving up my life is a matter. Whereas the person who says, no, I, I'm, I, come what may, I'm not going to budge. It's just an action. And that's what we saw. When the feeling one has and be most nervous is out of love for Hashem. When it's coming from a person who only fulfills Hashem's direction. When Hashem says, do, he does. When Hashem says, don't do, he'll stop. Or from a person who we see as a Yerushimayim. Uh, even in cases when he's in doubt, and therefore there's no middle of Akshonus, in either direction he does the right thing, then we know that what he's doing is Hashem Shemayim. Then what he's doing is praiseworthy. It's the midst of an Iktashti Vasayich B'nai Yisrael. But if that's not the case, Chastu Shalom, then there can be that same mysterious nefesh. And there can be that same willingness to sacrifice oneself. And it's no different to the Kohen Agadol we spoke about. Who was willing to die to do the Avodah wrong. What's praiseworthy isn't the result. There are many people who've sacrificed their lives for all kinds of false ideology. All kinds of false religions. What's praiseworthy is when it's done in the Shem Shema. Because then we see that mysterious nefesh a of the greatest mitzvah of Kedesh Hashem.